Parenting during a pandemic is one of the most difficult things that many of us have ever had to do. There's just so much of balancing out what you need to do and where you need to go and making sure that your kids are safe all the time. And then there's also this whole new aspect of many families having to do virtual learning or homeschooling or all of the things that are falling onto your plate. And you're probably feeling pretty stressed out. Maybe you already have anxiety. Maybe you don't. And maybe now you're just experiencing it for the first time. What can you do when all of this stuff is landing on your plate and you're feeling overwhelmed and like your plate's going to break at any second. Well, today we have an excellent guest. Lindsay Castleman is joining us and we're going to be chatting about all things pandemic parenting, whether that's anxiety, whether that's disruption in routine, whether that's homeschooling or virtual learning. We're going to be chatting about it today. Hey, mommy, let's just listen to the podcast now. All right, here we go. I'm so glad that you found the Genuine Mom Club podcast. We live in a digital world that so often leaves mamas behind. That's why I'm here, to help you get through the days and not feel so alone. I'll be covering topics from anxiety, to homeschool, to health, to raising kids, and so much more. I'll be joined by some pretty incredible experts on all of these various topics to help you with all of your mama questions. Whatever you need, I'm right here to help you. Thank you for listening to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Welcome to the Genuine Mom Club podcast. This is episode 11, and I'm so excited today because we are diving into all things pandemic parenting, whether that's anxiety, newfound homeschooling, virtual learning, frustration, lockdowns. We're talking about it today. I'm thrilled to have my friend Lindsay Castleman joining us on this episode of the Genuine Mom Club podcast. Lindsay is an amazing lady. Right when the pandemic hit last year, she created a virtual group to help mamas that were struggling with virtual learning. She is a homeschool mama. She is a teacher by trade. She owns her own hobby farm with her husband and kids. She also writes homeschool curriculum that hundreds of parents are now using across Canada. She is an amazing person that is here to give us some wisdom on the life that we are all living right now. So big shout out to Lindsay for joining us today and let's jump right into the show. You must know that there was a lot of goofing off during this show and there was a lot of edits, but it is genuinely great because we talk about hashtag momming it. Absolutely. I like your term momming it. Momming it. New, uh, I'm going to, right now I'm wearing the hashtag mom life t-shirt and I'm going to uh, get it replaced with hashtag momming it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Pat and Penny. (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna change my instagram name to momming it (laughs) momming it with jamie that would work oh it's probably already taken but anyway so so yeah Lindsay and i we both struggle with anxiety and we both are homeschool moms and so we're here to drop some little shreds of wisdom Mm -hmm. i was gonna say bombs of wisdom but (laughs) <laughs> that's that sounds not like something you want to have drop on you <laughs> I think it might hurt when it hits you in the head <laughs> maybe you know feathers of wisdom they float it's <laughs> okay I think I can yeah. deal with that although one might like go up my nose when I like breathe in mm-hmm. inhale oops okay <laughs> I'm gonna stop being that's now. life eh? oh look at this beautiful <laughs> feathery scenery <coughs> I'm, I'm like choking on it <laughs> On a scale from one to 10 with zero being the worst and 10 being the best, how would you rate the quality of your life right now? I I mean, it really depends on the day and the attitude. I mean, you're distracting me with your cat. Oh, he farted. (laughs) Oh, 
<laughs> she immediately checks her hands. <laughs> Did any of it get on me? <laughs> this is the mom life. <laughs> is there poo on me? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's mommy. I mean, in a lot of ways, I find that my anxiety is better on lockdown because I don't have to go anywhere. And um, I don't have as many mom responsibilities, you know, like chauffeuring the kids around and dentist and doctor and field trip and this and that and, and everything, all their extracurriculars, like all of that is stopped. So it's like super chill for me in terms of like that scheduling um, nightmare that is normal life. Um, but I mean, then of course, the flip side to that is now um, the kids need to be entertained more <laughs> at home. You know, they're always here. Right. And, um, you know, that small fact of the global pandemic, that's always like a low level anxiety right. on the, on the meter there. Yeah. So I don't know how to answer your question. Some days I would be like, Oh my God, 10, this sucks. And other days I would be like, yeah, two super chill. Everything's good. <laughs> Except the spectrum was actually zero is the worst. And well, whatever. <laughs> That's that's prime mom life right there. Yeah, ten seems like you know bad, <laughs> like <laughs> maximum badness. That's that's actually very accurate. Because when they ask you how your pain is when you're in the hospital, it's always you know ten is the worst. So yeah, zero zero is nothing. Yeah, so, so it's definitely exactly. my bad on so, that. So yeah, you asked the wrong question. I there. did. I was distracted by <laughs> my by my cat's farts. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me answering incorrectly. We'll just somehow blame that on you. She is the teacher and I am just the big dork that <laughs> follows her around. So that's why <laughs> or used to around. used to used follow to. you and your dog around. But yeah. Um, okay, so we know how you're doing on your scale now that we've corrected the scale since I ruined that. But how would you say you're coping with all of the lockdowns and the chaos and the certain like it's just this huge level of like unknowns, which is difficult with parenting, I think, personally. Uh, the uncertainty is hard because things keep changing. And for me, like one way that I manage my anxiety is to have a plan, you know, having a schedule, having a plan, knowing what's happening when really helps me. Um, and chaos is hard for me. So it's difficult for me to not be able to like make a calendar for even this one month and know that, you know, this activity happens every Tuesday and that that's actually going to continue because things keep getting changed around, you know? And that's just the, that's been like the biggest thing for me is that like inconsistency. And I find, I've found that to be really hard on the kids as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is really hard on them. We talked about that on Clubhouse. And if you missed it, Lindsay and I went live on Clubhouse on Sunday night and we talked about like how it's difficult. Like I used to have a planner. Lindsay used to have a planner. And now it's like, what's the point of a planner? Like, yeah, no one needs that. Thing. Yeah. Like the kids, <laughs> my kids were doing music lessons and like, what is it like three times now when they, they cancel it, right? Because of lockdowns. And then it's like, it's on the calendar. So then it just screws like everything up and it's just, it's weird. Like we're doing it online. We're doing music lessons online, but like, I swear it's so like, you don't get that feeling of like, I'm getting ready to go somewhere. It's like, uh, 
I'm hanging out at home. And then like yesterday, prime example, um, I text Natalie's teacher, um, violin teacher. And I was like, Hey, uh, are we still on for two 30 for her lesson? And he was like, yep, we're still good. So I'm like, okay, great. So I go and I start folding laundry and doing all this stuff. And then I look at the clock and it's like two 40, but nothing clicked, like nothing registered. Like, Hey, she has a music lesson right now. Cause it's just that like, you yeah. know, it's just, it's weird. It's a weird headspace to be in. And then he texts me actually. And he's like, uh, so she's still going to come on or I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm an idiot. I am so sorry. Like, it's <laughs> just this weird, I don't know. I, it's We've done hard. the same thing. We've missed, like Gavin has, um, his, like online social club and they play Minecraft or Roblox or whatever. And we've missed that a million times because it's like three times a week. So, um, but we have, we've missed it a lot where it's just like, I don't know what day of the week it is or what time it is (laughs) or anything that's going on around me, (laughs) which I find is like, in a way, like I love the relaxation of like being home, but then Mm -hmm. also it's so I think it's hard on my anxiety to not like have something that I know that we're doing, like having that like set in stone thing that we're like, you know, like Tuesday, we're going to music lessons and Thursday we have gymnastics and like just having that plan. Yeah. It's hard to not have it. It's weird actually. Yeah. And for us, it's hard if like, like my daughter knows that every Tuesday is her writing lesson and then the lockdown will be announced and it's like oh they're canceled and tears and like so and it's like oh actually they're gonna allow writing okay now we're happy again and then it's like now but but we have to what they're doing now is you have to sign up for a time slot so that there's only one family on site at any given time so now you know this okay so this week we didn't get tuesday i had to sign us up for Thursday, but next week we'll be on Tuesday. The week after that, we're on Wednesday. So like, that's hard for a kid. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard for me too, but I can write down on the calendar, but it's hard for a kid when they're used to that. Like every Tuesday is writing lessons. And now it's like, when do I write? I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The consistency is like not there anymore, which is hard. And especially like as moms, it's hard too when you have to watch your kids struggle, Mm -hmm. like watching you know, my kids not being able to see their friends or not being able to have normal activities like birthday parties and stuff like that. Like, it's so hard to watch them feel that sadness and that confusion, knowing that like, I've never had to deal with that, like as a child, mm-hmm. because there, I didn't grow up with a global pandemic. Like there was, <laughs> there was none of that. Like, so it's, it's hard to be able to relate to them because I don't know exactly how they're feeling other than how I'm feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is another like anxiety causing thing, I think, for a lot of moms. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all worried about how our kids are handling it and how they're yeah. doing. Yeah. But in reality, they're doing amazing. Yeah. Generally, you yeah. know, like kids are resilient. They're going to be fine. I always think back to like olden days when, you know, kids never left the farm. Like they're okay without 800 extracurriculars Yeah, and they're going to bounce back from this and they're going to remember, you know, this crazy time in their lives as just that, like a crazy time in their lives, but it's not going to like damage them going forward. Right. So I think a lot of that is like perspective for us as moms, like don't, don't worry about this too much. And I know that that's like, don't worry. It is like a stupid thing to say to moms, especially any moms with anxiety, but, um, but like try to have perspective about it and 
and that whatever your worst fears are is probably way off from what the actual result is going to be in the end. Yeah. And that's so true. And also like, like you said, kids are so resilient. Like they're amazing, mm-hmm. amazing little creatures. Like for me, I thrive off of routine. My kids seemed to thrive off of routine until it got completely destroyed, but they still manage. They still do okay. And, you know, some days we're just like laying in front of the TV all day and that's, perfectly fine. oh fine <laughs> you're so, building connections right you're building yeah, a relationship yeah. and you're making their memories of this time include good memories you know they'll yeah. remember like oh it sucked that I could never see my friends or it sucked that I had to miss gymnastics but they'll remember like all the time that you spent together yeah. like remember when we used to just lay around on the couch and watch tv or like play video games together all day that was during COVID and everyone was at home and we had all this time. Like they're going to remember that fondly. Right. Yeah. It's so So true. It's it's like your mom brain might be like, man, I've been so lazy today. I haven't accomplished anything. The kids didn't bathe or whatever, you know, like all the mom things in your head, but in reality to the kids, that was an amazing day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we're insanely hard on ourselves, which is Mm -hmm. so stupid. I hate it, (laughs) but like, especially like you wouldn't believe the amount of women that I've spoken to that feel guilty because of what their kids are going through during the pandemic. And it's like, well, don't because (laughs) it's not your fault. Like none of this Mm -hmm. is your fault, but yet you're doing an incredible job raising these little people throughout this horrendous situation that we're all going through. So you need to, yeah, cut yourself some slack woman. (laughs) It's hard though, as moms, we just feel guilty for everything, whether it's in our control or not. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do all the time. Like I feel guilty about everything. It's like, like the amount of things that I'm like, Oh, like today I was in the bathroom and you know how, when you have a boy, because you have a boy and sometimes they miss the toilet and (laughs) there's a smell in the bathroom. And I was like, Oh, I should clean that. And immediately my brain was like, why haven't you cleaned that already? You know what I mean? It's just like, well, because Jamie, I just smelled it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop judging me, Jamie. Goodness. That that woman, she gets out of control. I'm telling you. So what do you say to all those, you know, picture perfect things that you see online? Because that's one of the things that is like so frustrating to me to you and so many other people is that you go online and you see, you know, these people that are like, Oh, we're in lockdown, but look, my kids did this amazing art project and look at how clean our space is. And look at my beautiful, like cookies that we made just fresh and they're vegan and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, (laughs) like I can't keep up. My kids are eating like freaking goldfish and like chocolate chip cookies and whatever while they watch TV. Like, What do you say to that? Like, especially when you start to compare yourselves to it. Oh my gosh. Ignore and unfollow. (laughs) That's like the biggest thing I think is like, I don't know when I remember when Pinterest was new and it just seemed to blow up and that makes us old. I know, but I remember when (laughs) Pinterest was new and it just, it seemed to blow up as this like cultural thing of like the picture perfect. And I think initially that was how people got followers, you know, was 
look how perfect my life can be almost like a commercial, right? Like a commercial is trying to sell you something by showing you like how your life could be better if only you had their product. Right. And that's the same way that the bloggers were doing it was like, follow me, become a, you know, customer of me because my life is also perfect and lovely. And you could be that too. You know, you pin all these things to your Pinterest wanting to do that, like with the intentions of being that right. But we have to remember that like that blogger posted that one thing and that blogger posted that one thing and you pinned all of them, but you are not, you are one person, not all of those people. Right. So the idea that you can do all of them is crazy. Um, the idea that, that that's even realistic, you know, you like, you have to remember that those are staged, that they're just like a commercial, exactly like they are trying to sell you something because they're trying to sell themselves, like their blog, their webpage, whatever. So, so you have to remember that, like, these aren't normal moms. These are like celebrity moms or moms who, who are trying to present a certain way to you. Yeah. And the best, the best thing I have done for myself on social media is to just get rid of all of that crap, you know, like, and make my social media, like a safe space to, so to speak, where I only see people who are uplifting to me, you know, and the people that I genuinely care about. Like if, if, I mean, your friends on Facebook, if they do something amazing, you're like, yeah, cool. Like you're happy for them because you genuinely care about them. Right. Yeah. But if somebody is obnoxious on your feed, like you're getting all these ads or whatever, then you can you can try to limit that. And I think there's a turn as well where like people like you, like the genuine mom are coming more to the surface where it's saying like, okay, enough is enough with that Pinterest perfect, like cultural thing, whatever that is. And Mm -hmm. like, let's be real. Let's talk about what real life is like. And, you know, I'm like for you, you're not trying to sell anything. You're trying to help people and it's genuine and it comes off genuinely Yeah. And that's like, I think that's so much what people need these days, especially these days. Like we need so much more of that, that realness. Now that I'm doing this, like just trying to encourage people and show them that it's okay to be imperfect and to just be genuinely yourself. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that are like kind of flustered by the fact that I'm not trying to sell them something. Yeah. It's like, well, what's your angle? Like, I don't have exactly. one. <laughs> just... Everyone has an angle. What's your angle? So like, yeah, I don't, I don't have one. I'm just... It's sad that we're like in a space or world now where like the assumption that somebody's doing something out of genuine kindness is not an assumption people make. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, they assume that nobody does something to genuine because they genuinely want to help people. Yeah, They do it for an angle, like what's your angle? I had the same thing when I started the COVID homeschooling group, you know, and it was like, what do you get out of this? It's like, I, I get to help you. That's why I made, that's it. I swear. That's all there is. (laughs) Like, and I get it. I get it from that angle too. I get it from that, like being that mom that feels like you need to sell something because you need to provide for your family. So you're kind of salesy and like a it's hard and it's balanced too. Cause like you said, moms, a lot of moms need a side hustle or like yeah. that's their main source of income or whatever, like they, they need to work and people need of- to 
to make like people deserve to be paid for their time too. Right. You know, like if, if you started making money off of the podcast, that would be great. Like Mm -hmm. you started it out of a genuine place of kindness. You want to help people, but you do need to support your family. It does take you a lot of time. And if you make a bit of money off it, then that's completely fair because you're being compensated for your time. Right. Yeah. A lot of people feel they need to kind of sell themselves too. And so that also plays into this whole like picture perfect idea of social media. Mm -hmm. But I think you're absolutely right. There is like a change coming and I do see it more and more is that people are becoming more and more authentic online, which is so needed. So you and I, we both struggle with anxiety. Have you noticed your anxiety to be more amped up during this whole time, during this situation, the last year? Um, I hasn't, hasn't been too bad. We're, you know, we're lucky to be in an area with very low case numbers. Yeah. Um, we're lucky to live in a place where we have a a big outdoor space. Um, so we've been able to get outside a lot, get fresh air. Um, we're super isolated here, so it's easy to forget what's going on in the rest of the world when we're here at home until, you know, you want to go grocery shopping or something. And then you remember with the whole thing. I think the most difficult thing for me with my anxiety, it has just been the uncertainties and Mm -hmm. the, the inconsistency, yeah, the inconsistency. And then like you said, going to the grocery store, I just hate it so much right now. Like people are so like grumpy, maybe, I don't know. Just everybody has like, I think it's maybe because you can't see smiles anymore. Yeah. And everyone's just like, so burned out. Like it's it's just, it's been a long haul. It's not anywhere looking over yet. Yeah, And it's just, I think we're all just burnt out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would be so much easier if there was like a little sliver of hope, like on the horizon, but it feels like whenever there is, it's like a, a shoe comes and like bats it down. It's like no hope for you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I find the same as like, I feel way more anxious when I have to go to town. Because, you know, then it's like masks and hand sanitizer and, and more precautions. And then I get home and I'm like, Oh, like just like a huge weight off my shoulder. And I used to enjoy grocery shopping and enjoy going to town and, you know, seeing people. And, and now I find it anxiety inducing. But then at the same time, I feel like I need to go for my own mental health (laughs) because I need to go for food. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there there is that there is this whole like food side of things. But dang like, kids just keep needing to be fed. They eat so no matter much. how many times you feed them, you need to feed them again. What? <laughs> uh, but also I need like a break. So and this is so sad, but like going to the grocery store is like my only break now. I know, like we used to go and the kids would be like, We're gonna go play. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, don't leave the store. And they'd, you know, build a fort in the water bottles or whatever. <laughs> um, I'm sh- sure the staff loved me, but like, you know, I go kind of grocery shop by myself and like, like loiter around, look at all the sales and like, Oh, I've never seen that before. And, you know, now it's like, if you take a kid with you, it's like, don't touch anything, like no. mind your distance, like go around that person and then like hand sanitize, don't touch your mask. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, like as the parent with the kid with you it's even more anxiety because it's like now I have to be responsible for both of us and kids are not, you know, good at not touching things that are gross. They touch everything. Yeah. Like I had to take my son to 
the hospital for an appointment and he like is like I want to push the button on the elevator which was like totally a normal thing before this and now I'm like don't touch the elevator (laughs) like get away from the elevator and it's oh it's frustrating because it's like those little kid things that they would do like just to explore and learn about the world around them and everything is like now it's like oh well you should probably not do that like your kids no longer and then you feel like you've had a negative interaction with your child because you're like no don't push the button you know and like or like grab their hand back or whatever and it's like well now I just had a negative interaction over something that shouldn't matter at all like who pushes the elevator button you know exactly and which is more stress inducing for mom right because then that mom guilt comes around and is like hey Mm. let's hang out it's so annoying. There's just so many like moving parts to it that are just overwhelming and frustrating. Mm-hmm. And speaking of overwhelm on those days that your anxiety is flaring and you're feeling completely overwhelmed, maybe not because of the pandemic, but just in general, what do you, what do you do for yourself on those days? Um, I find getting outside is really good. Like taking a little walk, <clears throat> especially if I can go by myself without the kids yeah and just like take the dog and enjoy the fresh air and even though sometimes I have to really force myself because I feel like I don't want to do that you know I what I want to do is be a potato under a blanket on the couch you know but it's like (laughs) no get up like you don't have to take off your pajamas all you have to do is put on some shoes and get outside for a little bit and then I usually feel better when I get back um and then I also love my noise canceling headphones and some music and just something to distract me from everything. So I'll set a timer for like 45 minutes and I'll tell the kids like, nobody's allowed to interrupt me. I'm working. Um, unless you know, the house is on fire or you're bleeding. Um, like this is my distraction free zone as best I can make it with us all in this house all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's my noise canceling headphones. And then I just like, maybe I'm working or maybe I'm like doing a hobby that I, I want to do for myself. It doesn't really matter what I'm doing, even if I'm folding laundry, it's just like the, when the head, when I have my headphones on, nobody's allowed to talk to me. Yeah. And that's like, a, it's like having time alone, but in your own house full of people. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the things is that like having time alone, isn't something that can really happen right now. Exactly. So we have to find out how to make our own, Exactly. whether that's going to the grocery store and yeah. you're, you know, surrounded by people, but you're not <laughs> with your family. Um, and that's your alone time or, you know, it's headphones or a closed door or a walk yeah. alone or something. Yeah. Well, for myself, I really enjoy waking up before my kids. That's like my thing. I know some people, they like to go to bed after their kids, but mm-hmm. I'm very strange in that. I like to go to bed when my kids go to bed because I love sleep <laughs> and they just wake up too much. So <laughs> if everybody slept really good, I'll wake up really early. And then I have like some time for just me. And it's just, it makes such a difference to have that like hour to myself in the morning where I can just read or write or just do absolutely nothing. Maybe work out like just those things that like my body and my brain desperately need, but I'm so like hesitant to give to myself when my kids are awake. Mm -hmm. I use, I like doing that as well. I like being up before the kids, but I just can't seem to do it consistently. You know, when it's like exercising, when you're like, I know that this is good for me, but it's hard to like get yourself out of bed. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to get into that routine 
like definitely in no way is it a routine for me. It used to be like when the kids were smaller, I used mm-hmm. to make sure that I was awake every day at like 536 what? and I would just like spend time by myself and I would write and I would do stuff for myself. And then, um, now it's just like, I'll wake up and it'll be like eight o'clock and I'll be like, Oh, nuts. <laughs> like yeah. the kids are already up. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard too, because it's like, again, that balance thing. Right. So if you're getting up at like five 30 and then you, so you have your alone time and then you're with the kids all day and then you put them to bed and you go to bed, when is your time with your spouse, you know, or, but if you get up with the kids, yeah. you have time with your spouse after they go to bed, then when is your alone time, you know? And like, yeah, it's hard to, I, uh, hard to find that balance. My spouse doesn't need time. <laughs> He's fine. We're fine. I mean, but it like it's balanced, right? You got to like do a bit of both. Yeah. But then you get in this like mom thing where you're like, well, am I getting up early or am I going to bed late? I can't do both. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't like mix and match it. My body clock's like having a meltdown. And (laughs) Um, no matter what you do, that's like the self care thing. I hate that term, self care. Me too. To me, that's just like another thing that I'm supposed to add to my to-do list. Yeah. You know, like I can't do all of this, you guys, <laughs> I know. you know, and like adding, adding self-care, like, am I supposed to take a bath every night? Cause that's eating into my alone time or like yeah. whatever it is you're supposed to be doing for self-care. I know it's frustrating. And there's so many people like dinging the self-care bell mm-hmm. all over social media. It's like, you need your self-care, get your self-care. And it's like, well, but I can't. Because like, I don't like, what if you just don't like taking hot baths? Because when you do like a cat ends up falling in the bathtub and scratches you or, you know, like there's just so many things that are just not adding up. And that's another issue is that people are, they say self-care, but everybody thinks it needs to be a certain way, but your self-care can look completely different from someone else's self-care. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And like, I think that's more the message where it's like, they kind of like, took the self-care thing to be like a, like a mother's day, you know, like right. you, you should get a pedicure. You should light candles. You should take a bath. Yeah. And it's, it's like, what if I don't like any of that stuff or, you know, like yeah, maybe yeah. my self-care is being able to work for an hour uninterrupted. Right. And then, you know, like my anxiety is so much better because I just got a bunch of stuff off my plate. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. you know, maybe your self-care isn't a break at all. Maybe it's just getting your spouse to take something off your plate yep, and make you a little bit less busy. So yeah. Like your spouse helping with dinner or dishes, right. Or mm-hmm. there's just so many different ways that you can get self-care, like doing the taxes. Okay. I was so stressed out about my taxes. Like it was making me so incredibly stressed out. And then when I finally just got them all together and sent them to the accountant, that's a form of self-care because then I felt like so relieved getting organized, I believe is like a huge form of self-care. Yeah. It's like that relief feeling, like anything that gives you that feeling of relief. Like if you're having the other day, I was having like a super busy day. I had a million meetings had all this stuff going on. And, um, my husband said, why don't I do dinner tonight? And then you can just like work as late as you need to. And he just brought me pizza to my desk, which was awesome. And it's just like, ah, like that one thing off my plate, that was my self-care moment. And I didn't have like, I didn't, it didn't give me more time in the day. I was still busy all day, Mm -hmm. but it's like that one moment where you're like, ah, like I feel a little bit better. 
That's your self-care moment. It's not a half hour bath. It's like one thing taken off your list. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's important to remember because I don't, I don't like how it feels almost like when you see the self-care stuff online, it feels almost like a guilt. It kind of goes along with Mm -hmm. your mom guilt because it's like, oh, shoot, I didn't know I needed to be like, you know, having that half hour bath every day on top of everything I need to do. Like, (laughs) yeah, it goes in the like workout column, right? Like I should be exercising more, but I don't have time. And I feel guilty about that. It's like, I should be self-caring more, but I don't (laughs) have time. And now I feel guilty about that. And (laughs) right. Like it doesn't have to be that thing. And a lot of the self-care is, um, also advertising again, right? Like true. They're trying to sell you something yeah. like a bathtub or a bath bomb or something. <laughs> a Not bathtub. a bathtub, <laughs> a bath bomb. <laughs> oh, it's just Marlene over there trying to sell us a bathtub again. <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, but yeah, I think it doesn't help with anxiety when everyone is like, oh, you know, get yourself care, get yourself care. Cause that it just flares it up worse. Cause then, you know, you start to worry about like, I'm not doing it. And then it's just a nasty, vicious cycle. Here's another thing I'm failing at. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's depressing. So do you have any tips for the moms that are struggling right now, having a tough day, um, you know, struggling with this whole lockdown or pandemic or homeschooling or virtual learning? Like there's just so much going on and so much that falls on mom's plates. Like, yes, shout out to dads that are stepping up and helping. That's amazing. But the majority of the time it falls onto the moms and it's so much stress. Do you have any tips for them to get through this time? Um, I think the biggest thing is just like finding your people who build you up and support you um, that and eliminating as many of the things I'm thinking particularly of your social media, but that, that bring you down, that make you feel like you're failing or like you're not doing enough. Um, and just try to like, like curate that internet world. Cause you know, I'm not going to tell you to have less screen time or get off your phone. Cause it's a pandemic and we're all stuck in the house and yeah. that's just crazy talk. Um, but like try to curate your environment so that it's uplifting and rather than something stressful mm-hmm. and yeah. And I mean, it's hard to give tips because everyone's different as to what they like. Like, does exercise make you feel better? Does it, or is that like a to-do thing that stresses you out? Right. You know, does going outside make you feel better or no? Like, so, but just, I mean, know that if you're feeling worried or guilty or stressed, you feel that way because you care and because you are a good mom, yeah. you know, bad moms don't care about whether they're doing a good job or not. Um, so the fact that you care alone tells me without even having met you that you're a good mom Yeah. and just like whatever you can do to remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is so true. Like you yeah. said, everybody's different. So like somebody could be like, I enjoy painting pictures and another person could be like, that's like pulling my teeth out. But yeah. if it works for you, then do it. Like it's, yeah, it's the so same important. thing I tell people with homeschooling, you know, so many parents are stressed out with either homeschooling this year or virtual learning that, you know, are we doing enough? Are they understanding enough? Are we covering everything? Are they going to be behind? 
And the fact that you care at all shows that you are doing a good job, you know, like you are trying your best and that is going to be more than enough. I promise you. Yeah. So when it comes to our kids' education, what are your suggestions? Because there is a lot of that anxiety and, and such that, you know, our kids are not getting the education that they need for those that are struggling with virtual learning, those that are maybe new to homeschooling and are struggling what are your suggestions for that mom that's just like pulling her hair out because she's exhausted from trying to like make sure her kids get it all done and they just want to throw the towel in because they're tired? Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day as the they announced that um, after the spring break that kids would carry on virtually. So all the schools across the province were going virtual. And she was like, I just like can't I can't I can't do it anymore you know, I'm like jokingly, she's like, I'm breaking out the wine, but in reality, she's very stressed about this. They were, they did virtual in the past and, you know, it's just a nightmare for her. And I said, just like throw in the towel, man, pull them out. There's, you can, you can homeschool if you want to, but it's also late April. You can do nothing. You know, you can be a family, you can enjoy the spring weather, you can go for walks. They live near a beach. You can go to the beach. You know, there's lots of safe things you can still do. You can play in the yard. You can lay around on the couch and watch TV all day. You know, like you're building the connections. You're enjoying each other, bake cookies, and then eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the like the one thing that's been the most surprising to me with the, like being a homeschool mentor this year is that people over value, value is not the right word. They overestimate how much gets done in school right? in a specific time frame. You know, they think that if their kid misses a couple weeks, that they'll be way behind mm. or, um, you know, that they'll, if they miss from April to June, that they won't be ready for the next grade next year. And it's not true. You know, there's, there's, there's value to school, but there's a lot of wasted time when you have 30 children in a room. Okay. So if you can think of like how much you could accomplish, um, sitting down with your kid, doing their homework for an hour, like try to do that exact same amount of work with 30 kids at one time, it's going to take you the whole day. Right. Like, so, so try not to worry about what they're not covering because it's not as much as you think it is. And they will be fine. I was talking to another person who was saying that they met um, or they, they were talking to someone who was um, a child in a war-torn country. They missed four years of school because their country was at war and they could not go to school. Then they were able to immigrate to Canada and immediately entered their age-appropriate grade. So this is like the last time they went to school was first grade and they come moved to Canada and are put into fourth grade. And guess what? They were fine. <laughs> totally fine. And like now has a university degree and a successful career. So, you know, there are kids going through all over the world, things much worse than this global pandemic that our first world country kids are going through. And if like, if the idea of virtual learning from April to June is damaging your mental health or your children's mental health just don't do it like you're they're your children you're in charge of their education and we feel like that they have to go to school or and and but they don't 
you're in charge of their education. If you choose to use the public system, that's your choice for their education. But if you want to just like send in your letter of intent and homeschool for the rest of the year, that can look like anything you want it to look like. It doesn't have to look like a classroom at home and doesn't have to look like virtual learning either. Yeah. So just prioritize you and your children's mental and emotional health over academics, because for most people, you're overestimating the academics or the importance of those academics. Yeah, it's so true. And, and we talked about this on Clubhouse too, is spend time focusing on life lessons and things that, you know, kids can learn from anything really. Like you, you said Mm -hmm. in the car, you're learning from the car, right? Like, oh yeah, we've had some of our greatest like lessons in the car while we drive somewhere else, just because we start chatting about this, that, or whatever, Yeah, you know, and, or on our walks, we'll go on a walk and the kids will ask some question about something about the way the world works. And we end up having a big discussion about it. It's like, that's way more social studies than I could have like, like tried to teach them in a more structured atmosphere. Right. Yeah. So like your, your learning happens all the time. If you're just living life and talking and even screen time, really, like there's so many games and, uh, videos and things that are just like packed full of educational stuff that your kids will learn. So technology is so important for the world we live in now. Like, even if they're doing something that's not like quote unquote educational, they're still like developing that, like technology, technology literacy, right? Like they're, they're learning how to work the computer or how to work the games. And like, my son is 12 and he helps me with my tech all the time. And I'm not like a boomer who didn't grow up with tech, right? Like I know how to do most of my tech, but some, there are things that he knows how to work the Xbox better than me because (laughs) he plays on it more than I do. Right. And, um, and stuff like that. And just like, them being comfortable with technology, them being familiar with technology yeah, is important as well. So don't beat yourself up about screen time. And, you know, it's a great way for them to socialize too, with the pandemic is, yeah, it's true. is um, you know, through the headsets or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Being able to talk to other kids is so important right now, especially. And yeah. My, yeah. my son socializes the most out of anyone in the house and it's because he plays video games and all, <laughs> his, all his friends are in his headset. You know, like, but he's talking to kids all day and they might not be playing an educational game. They're playing Fortnite or something, but I hear them like role-playing. I hear them organizing themselves as a team. You know, I hear them taking leadership roles and making compromises and making like strategic plans. And like, it's cool. That's all learning. All of that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel exactly what you're saying. Like if you're feeling like you need to just throw the towel in, then just throw the towel in for now. Mm. When and it don't comes feel to- bad about it for one second. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely when it comes to their education, I mean, don't throw the towel in on everything, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cause it's, it's definitely hard. I mean, parents have always had this extra, you know, stress of making sure their kids are getting education, but mm-hmm. I don't think the magnitude of parents have had to literally be teaching it themselves. And that's, it's really stressing people out. Mm -hmm. And there's resources out there to help you as well. You know, like part of the, I think part of the stress with virtual school is that the teachers aren't there for the lesson. They're only there for the homework 
or sorry, not teachers, the parents are not there for the lesson. They're only there for the homework. Mm -hmm. So they're like, what are you supposed to be doing? Kid says, I don't know. Like, that's why I asked for help. Right. Yeah. And, and they're like, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know what the goal of this project is. I don't know what you're supposed to be doing, but there, if you pulled them for homeschool, you can get resources, um, where you get like, you're, you're more in control. So you're not just helping them with someone else's worksheet. You picked the worksheet and assigned it yourself. Right. So if, if you want to do like a actually like academic focused homeschooling experience, but like I said, you could do nothing from April to June and you'd be fine. Right. And that's good to know too, because there's so many moms that are, you know, anxious because like they've already had, they already have general anxiety and then they have, you know, the fear of like health issues. And then they have trying to provide for their family and work from home and then making sure your kids are educated. And it's just, there's so much stress. So just being able to hear someone say like, you know what, if you want to just throw the towel in for the year, then just do it. Like that's such a relief. Yeah, absolutely. So if, um, a mom's listening to this and she wants more information or more support from you, can you give the name of your groups on Facebook? Yeah, sure. So we have a group uh, on Facebook called COVID Homeschooling Canada. um, And that is a support group for anyone who's new to homeschooling. There's lots of people in there who have been homeschooling for many years that are like have joined the group specifically to mentor. So you're not bugging anyone with your newbie questions. You can come in and ask and look around. There's lots of um, resources that we've pinned and that sort of thing um, to help you look through it. Um, and then the other one is Schoolio, which is the curriculum company that I work for. And we're trying to help parents by providing some of that academic materials. Um, so if you do choose to pull for homeschooling, or if you feel like your kids are just, um, not, not engaged enough or falling behind a little bit with virtual or in-person schooling, there's lots of, um, resources there that you can choose from as well to help you supplement their education. That's excellent. So just some quick questions, just in case a mom is listening and she's wondering, we do have a bunch of listeners in the U.S. Mm-hmm. If someone is in the U.S., are they allowed to join the COVID group, even though it's Canada? Yes, you can join. The okay. <laughs> uh, Some of the material won't be as relevant because, you know, when I mentored someone as to like getting started with homeschool and the legal side and stuff like that, my experience isn't in the U.S., but um, certainly you could join. Okay. And then for virtual learners, is it okay for them to join, even though it's like a quote unquote homeschool group? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like for any of your home education needs and we're all teaching our kids at home, even if they're virtual, even if they're in-person learning, but you just have to, um, get advice on ways to supplement or, or help them with areas of struggle or whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. That's really, really good. Okay. So before we close off this episode, do you have any suggestions for the mom that is listening and she's feeling very stressed out and her anxiety is completely hyped up and she's just not sure how she's going to continue with this homeschooling and staying home thing. And she's feeling isolated and overwhelmed. What would you like to say to her? First, I would say that you're doing a great job, even though your anxiety is telling you that you're not. Um, Try to remember which voice is anxiety and which voice is reality. 
um, and reach out for community. You know, there's, um, you know, people talk about social media in a bad way a lot, but there's a lot of really brilliant communities out there that are helping each other. And if your stress is homeschool, come join our group because we will tell you all about how amazing homeschooling can be and what you can do to fix whatever is not working for you, whether that's unschooling, you know, or finding some better resources or whatever. Um, and, and there's groups like that for whatever is your biggest stressor. If it's not homeschooling, there are other, there are other places out there as well. And I think just that feeling that you're not alone, you know, Mm -hmm. even like, like how, uh, a well-timed meme can really pick you up with something that you were like raging about or stressing out about, but then you, all of a sudden you see someone else making fun of it, like in, like it's happening to them as well. And they're like laughing about it. And it's like, oh yeah, this is happening to everyone, you know, like, like whatever stuff with toddlers or stuff with virtual learning, or like, we're all, everybody's going through the same thing. This isn't unique to me. And you know, that really takes a big weight off. It does. It really does. Yeah. I remember when I had postpartum anxiety with, uh, after I had Emlyn and it was, um, this horrible feeling because it was like, I felt like I was going through it alone. Mm-hmm. because nobody really talked about postpartum anxiety. Even just six years ago, it was still so like hush hush, which is sad. Yeah. And just um, now it's like, yes, I still have anxiety, but now it's like everybody is struggling in some way, some shape, some form. And it almost brings a sense of comfort to know that other people are kind of feeling how you're feeling right now. Yeah, absolutely. And avoiding the like toxic positivity where people are like, it's fine. Don't worry (laughs) about it. You know, but instead trying to like find your community, find your people who um, understand how you're feeling and can like genuinely relate to you and help you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important too, to be able to find those people, find your tribe. Yeah. Cause they're out there and Lindsay and I are probably part of it. So (laughs) (laughs) okay well Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode and thank you so much for dropping your wisdom on all of these things that we talked about I feel like I probably should have narrowed the topic down but there's just so much that I want to be able to share with people so I just want to thank you pleasure to be here you'll I think you'll have a big editing job (laughs) well yeah there was a lot of uh (laughs) there was a lot of uh random conversation and kids coming in and cats farting. So I'll be dealing with that, but (laughs) it was good. All right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome.